with What's New in Adaptive Physical Education, and I wanted to do a brief reflection on the International Symposium of Adaptive Physical Activity uh, and kind of talk about it, um, my experiences, because I was just there last week. With that, before I get started, I did want to address my last podcast with my viewers. I had a number of people uh, contact me a little concerned uh, by because I had a company delivering uh, AP services from a private business perspective on that podcast. Uh, and I wanted to address it because, not because um, I shouldn't have had that person on there. And overall, I think he's doing a really nice thing because I think overall, kids aren't getting services, he's providing them. However, I think that I need to take some responsibility as a moderator on this show. I have a lot of guests come on here and a lot of different perspectives. And I think um, I needed to do a better job of maybe pressing some bigger issues on that topic, such as um, the type of training he's received and the type of services uh, that they're receiving. Kind of asking, is, this a, is, is it positive for you to be coming into those schools uh, when perhaps there could have been a more qualified APE teacher or maybe the schools would have had a little bit more power uh, over what curricula is being taught or the qualifications of the people coming in. In addition, is this a trend that's positive for the field? Um, once again, I think Charlie's a really great person. I was happy to have him on there. But because I got some feedback on that episode, I did want to address that I think me as a moderator can... This is a learning experience for me, and uh, you know, and there's not a lot of other podcast moderators in our field, so I'm still trying to learn myself. So, with that, I think I'm happy to have people coming to me with those concerns. I'm happy to have those conversations, and I, I honestly, I love having a audience who's actually actively listening and asking those types of questions. So, thank you very much to the listeners out there that are, you know, thinking about all the things that are coming on here, not just taking it uh, in stride. Um, I'm really happy, once again, that, that this is a podcast that has thought-provoking things, you know, challenges maybe some of the, the traditional pieces in APE, as well as provides some of those traditional strategies and cutting-edge thoughts on this podcast. So, with that, speaking of cutting-edge thoughts. Um, I was really, really lucky as I was able to go to the International Symposium of Adaptive Physical Activity at the University of Virginia this last week. It was five days long, which is very long for a conference, but it was wonderful. It was at the University of Virginia. And uh, the University of Virginia, by the way, wow. Uh, I had no idea how beautiful it was until I stepped foot on there. Um, they had all these relics from 200 years ago and it was really something just to be at that type of campus. I'm at the University of Northern Iowa. I think it's lovely, uh, but I had never stepped foot on such a beautiful campus. Um, so with the conference, there were some really nice pieces. We had a keynote every day, uh, and there was a lot of different perspectives. We have Tim Shriver, who is Eunice Shriver, the starter of Special Olympics, her son. He was there. He talked about the inclusion revolution which was an exciting, he was a very good speaker. 
he uh, had a lot of enthusiasm, and I think he gave that to us as an audience. Uh, we also had David Legg, who is now the new president of IFAPA, um, and he came on and talked about Paralympics. I found that one to probably to be the most thought-provoking uh, of, of the keynotes that I saw. Uh, in that, he kind of talked about um, you know all the great things that have happened with the Paralympics over the last few years. He also talked about how Paralympics has influenced media, and the media has influenced how we or people in general, society, view disability. And he provided lots of examples. He did also, though, say that within the Paralympics, there's still a lot of problems, such as uh, a lot of the people that get highlighted have, quote-unquote, more mild disabilities. We don't always see our friends with maybe more you know, significant disabilities being displayed in media, nor do we have all that many sports that incorporate them. So I found that one to be really, really provoking, and he had a lot of statistics to show how the Paralympics has aligned to um, better understanding, better perspectives of people with disability, as well as in relation to health. Another really great one was on the last day, we had NIH come in, uh, the National Institute of Health, and they talked to us about grants, uh, research in the area of um, adapted physical activity and education. And what I really liked about what came out of them is that they said that in past years they've worked more on preventative care, preventative, so they want to, you know, prevent, um, you know, certain things in people with disabilities. And they said they're trying to make a, a change or at least a more conservative effort to now focus on health and wellness for people with disabilities. I think that's profound. That's something I think that we need to focus on, and that more relates to our field of PE, is what we need to focus on health and wellness in people with disabilities, not just this, well, we need to, you know, you know limit their, uh, their likelihood to fall um, or something like that. Well, I think we need to challenge those thoughts of what is health, what is wellness, what is well-being for people with disability, and let's make sure that, that they receive what they can receive or the best way that we can. Um, so I really enjoyed that and to hear that that's happening at a national level. And once again, they showed us all these statistics to show that they're maybe really putting their mouth where their money is, uh, quite literally, I guess. The other thing I was going to talk about is all the people that I met there. Um, there was a few hundred people at the conference. Um, I enjoyed hanging out, talking for five straight days with all of them. Um, you know, and what was great, you know, we had people from higher ed, we had teachers, and we also had all these people from overseas. Uh, we also had people from Canada, South America, but we had a lot of European, East Asian uh, folks as well. So we had all these conversations about who we are. Um, we had all these conversations about, you know, specific things. We talked a lot about inclusion and least restrictive environment and whether those are positive things, whether those are um, just things that we should look at. Are they feasible? Um, and we didn't have, no, I wouldn't say there was a clear answer on any of that, but it was also just this, this question of who are we? Um, you know, what, what is our field? What is our direction? What is our future? Uh, and I found that to be really, really invigorating um, and just kind of, uh, you know, got me ready to go and I got to my office this, this week and just started working from all these great conversations. Um, you know, and one thing I would say that I found to be really profound is 
there was somebody from Canada that I was talking to, and we were talking about least restrictive environment and inclusion. And at some point I brought up, well, it's in the law. Least restrictive environment is, is blah, blah, blah. It's in the law. You know, adaptive physical education is in the law. And they said, you know, since I've been at this conference in America, this is like the 50th time I've heard the term law while trying to define our field. And she said that, you know, that we don't have those types of laws in a lot of other countries, but adapted physical activity or education exists still. And it made me ponder a little bit, and I don't know what the right answer is in this, but it made me, did, it did make me ponder, do we over-rely on using the law to define us? I know we've had a lot of discussions on this podcast, and you probably have had them before, about well, you know, if idea gets rid of us, um, you know, we're in major problems. But and I do believe that is the case. But I do wonder if we as a field sometimes over rely on using the law to define who we are, to validate who we are as a profession. Um, and I don't have a right or wrong answer on that. But it was something that um, made me look at something differently. And I think that's the thing about going to these conferences is, especially on an international one, but even when you go to state or national or local ones, is you meet people that have a different perspective than you. And I really enjoyed going to this conference for the, you know, for connecting with other people to hear other perspectives. And I really push everybody that's out there, you know, I hope you're all listening to my, my podcast and hopefully you're getting some professional development and perspectives on here. But I think going to these conferences allows for that two-way conversation to happen a little bit easier. So I really would push you all to go and seek out these, these conferences. With that, I'll plug the next one because I really want to go. The one in 2020 is going to be in Finland. Um, there'll be more. I'll put some data or I'll put a link to it on my blog as well. The next ISAPA conference is going to be in 2021 and it's going to be in Finland. I'll put some additional information on the blog about it. but. I'm really going to try to go. I know it's going to be a little pricey, um, but I'm going to bring my family, make a whole, you know, two or three weeks of it. I'm really hoping to go. And I hope that we have some representatives from America who can, uh, you know, learn but also give uh, at that conference. So with that, I just thought I would do a, a quick kind of uh, recap over my week at ISAPA um, and just kind of prepare everyone. I also I have a bunch of podcasts coming up. I'm going to try to put a little bit more time into them so I have them on a little bit more regular basis this summer. Um, we have one, we'll have a uh, Paralympian who's actually at my university. Uh, she's going to come in next week and, and sit down and talk to us. And then later on, we're going to talk about social justice in the physical education room. How do we make our classes more socially conscious? Um, so with that, uh, and then we have some more, I think we're going to start turning back to being a little bit more applicable to, to teachers. We have some stuff coming up on sensory integration, doing disability awareness days. Um, so I'm hoping that to see a little bit of that because I feel like I've, this last year and being a new professor, all of my podcasts have been a little bit more higher ed trending. So I'm gonna try to get a little bit more of that, what's going on in the classrooms. With that, as always, thank you for listening. Take care.